This is a previously recorded episode. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my danger. time welcome to the nooner show with j dubs and denise brennan nelson we are broadcasting live from detroit sound studios high above activate gaming in ferndale michigan you can find us at detroitpodcast.com what time is it it's nooner time somebody bring me a mirror Time. Welcome to the Nooner Show. I'm Jay Dubs. And I'm Denise Brennan Nelson. And we're broadcasting live from podcastdetroit.com from the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. And it's hump day. Woohoo! Another Wednesday, and I get to spend it with you. Oh, I know. Lucky, it's almost Valentine's me. Day now that we're almost a married couple, right? <laughs> now that we have to write our vows to each other. Well, I just think it would be so fun if at our one year anniversary, which isn't until June, we're talking about business here, business anniversary. Our business, right? yeah. <laughs> our business. I know you have a crush on me, but <laughs> I'm on married our, on our biz. Me too. On our business anniversary, um, yes. if we were to. Profess our, um, you know, <laughs> our commitment to one another in this show that we're having such a blast doing. That's a good idea. Don't you think? Yeah, kind of like the doctrine type thing that the ninja guys did. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Where, you know, what I'm willing to do, what I'm willing not to do, because Which is I know quite a bit. you want me to work every freaking <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> we're going to run out of paper <laughs> we do that, what I'm willing to not do. Until death do us part, until until Dave and Bob kick us off. I can't work the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because I have to I peel know. potatoes. I can't work the Wednesday after because I'm still hungover. <laughs> I'm cleaning up the mess. Blah, blah, blah. Seriously. But now, Valentine's Day. Let's talk about Valentine's Day because uh, it is a, a unique – well, it's a hallmark. Yeah, so what's unique about holiday. it? Holiday. Well, it's for lovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you don't know about it. <laughs> What a smart ass. Have you bought your little red thong yet? I don't wear any. <laughs> Why do you wear underwear in general? <laughs> Go commando even when it's cold out. No, thank you. I'm just kidding. No, really. How Do you celebrate? Let me tell, let's talk about what you do for Valentine's Day. What are you doing well, special for you John? Know, You've been married 29 years. You must yeah, do something special. Yeah, I mean, we don't, you know, we, seriously, we've been married 29 years. I mean, we don't wait for a holiday to do something special or a Hallmark. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. <laughs> Denise, 
I wish there were cameras in here. There probably are cameras, but I don't like those faces you're making. What do you We do? don't wait until a special yeah. occasion. Why is that we the only time you do it? All the time. <laughs> the only time Bob gets it is on Valentine's Day and his birthday. My probably, kids might be right? listening. I'm not going to tell you when he gets it. That's right. You're still a virgin. We That's know. That's right. <laughs> no, I had two kids, so I can't be a virgin. I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> is he getting it for Valentine's Day? That's four days away. Shh, it's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you know, and we don't. I, I'm totally teasing, obviously, but yeah. um, we don't do anything. He, though he has, you know, we have two daughters, Rebecca yeah. and Rachel. He typically gets them something, or he did when they were younger, whether or not he will, they're out of the house now. Yeah, you know what? John does the same thing for the girls. Yeah. He, I, he gets some flowers. I know. And I do wonder, you know, when did they become the love of their life instead of us? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, but that's all right. I, I do think it's sweet when he, you know, over the years when he would bring them, you know, a box of candy or, a, or just a card, whatever it yeah. was. God, I think it's it's hard to stay on top, you know, up on all the, these little Hallmark uh I agree. It's, a, it's sort of a lot of pressure when you're dating, you know. I mean, oh, I, I, I just see with my kids too having to, you know, Valentine's Day, sweetest day, all those things. It's like that's gosh. a good point. Now Rachel's, you know, got a boyfriend, and so oh, oh yeah, I didn't. She, even, does? I, she does. Yeah, his name is Duncan. He's a sweetie. Did have um, you met him? I have. Yeah. Does he go to school with her? Yep. They they met at college, and oh, wow. they're, they're in very much like. And um, okay. but you're right. This would be a typical time that it could be right. tough. Like, what do you get? Right. Right. You know, your 18 year old boyfriend for Valentine's Day. She's probably getting a thong. <laughs> I'm sure you don't want to hear that. Oh, I won't be around for Valentine's Day. You just killed me. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, no. Actually, and, I would like to go out to dinner for oh, Valentine's Day. Oh, that's what John Day. and I usually do. Where do you go? Well, I have a, a suggestion. <laughs> oh, I'm worried. Again, people can't see our expressions, so they don't know why we're laughing so much. But Jakey got really scared when I said I have a suggestion. Okay, I heard about a new restaurant. I heard about it a little while ago, but I've been kind of saving this for okay. you. Okay. For me? Well, for you to take John. Oh, well, okay. actually, I guess okay. I should tell John because this is – well, the name of the restaurant is called <laughs> – what is it called? <laughs> I, when I first heard it, I heard it on The View. Okay. And they weren't allowed to say the name of the restaurant because apparently it, it means something dirty. But the name of it is called <laughs> – What is it? Tallywhackers. <laughs> What's a tallywhacker? Do you guys know what well, a tallywhacker well, no. is? I had I'm never heard of it, but I, I well do it. <laughs> I looked it up you in did? Urban Dictionary. Yes. Okay. What's a tallywhacker? It's, it's another word. I, I don't think I should say this, even though this, this is, is internet. So I know, but it's another word for a penis. Yeah. Is what tallywacker? Oh. Tallywacker. How's your tallywacker? <laughs> So wait, what do you eat when you're there? <laughs> a tally well, <laughs> well, actually, their signature dish is a one-pound beef frank on a fresh bun <laughs> with a side of two dill pickles. Oh, I'm not kidding you. And this, this is, is where you're going for dinner? <laughs> this is what you do? You only do it twice a year? Listen, listen. What it is, it's the, and Bob has to go it's the eat female version of Hooters. Or the it's it's a restaurant for women, like Hooters is... For men, I guess. I don't know. I've never been to a Hooters. But it's in Texas, so no, we won't be going there. But wait, how wait. are the guys dressed if yeah. it's a scantily, for women? Scantily clad men. They don't wear tops. They just wear little little shorts. Really? Oh. Yeah, and it's all men waiters. And there's entertainment later on, I guess. Like, like strippers? or Well, kind of. 
That, no, they do like, I think I read they do musicians, and not musicians, but like magic shows. <laughs> they hide the tallywhacker. <laughs> or they make the tallywhacker bigger. I came up with that on my own. That was pretty good. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. no, they so what do, do you have with your tallywhacker meatballs? <laughs> Is that what you to order? I just, you know what, in all seriousness, when I first heard about this, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's a, a restaurant you know where what? you're going to go and look, I mean, a bunch of men in little red briefs. Yeah, no, that would not, I would do you not do eat that. No, at that for absolutely one not. But you know what? You think about it. You think about the um, the strip clubs. We've talked about this yeah. before. And I mean, you've gone to strip clubs, right? Bachelorette parties and what the women are like. I could see a, a lot of women going to, to something uh, like that. Yeah. My guess is it'll it'll be a fad. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. Is Danny's still around in Canada? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, that's not a fad, though. I believe so. I mean, those, yeah, girls those love Canadians. that stuff. No, it's not <laughs> Canadians. It's all people from here that go there. I'm what do you Canadians? Our guest next week is a Canadian. We'll have to ask her about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to ask her about the tally? Right. Like a restaurant? I just, too? I don't know. I don't think. I've never been to a Hooters. Have you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Many times. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not really... I don't. I don't think it's. It's not objectifying women. No, no not no. at all. They and just it's have not tank a, tops on and yeah, little shorts. They're not, yeah, you know, yeah. half naked or anything like yeah. that. It's really not a big deal. Yeah, well, I, I think it's, you know. Yeah, these men. I, I went to the website, and it's. I mean, there are there pictures of the yeah, wait staff. Yes. Of the wait staff. <laughs> well, what do you want me to call them? Tallywhackers. The tallywhackers? The tallywhackers? I don't know. Only you would find a restaurant like that for Valentine's well, Day. I just happened to hear about it and I thought it was funny and I, I, I've been saving it oh. up. So oh. I've been saving it up so that you could uh, take uh, John. Not that you would, I guess you wouldn't take John there. No. He, he wouldn't like it. And you know, that's a good point. I wonder if there would be very many men. Whereas women would go to a Hooters, would there be John? You're here in the audience with I us. Feel Come like on, no. No, I don't think I like going. Isn't yeah. that funny that my yeah. wife wouldn't go to a strip club? She's like, no way. Would you? Did, would your wife go to Hooters though? Yeah, she's been there. That don't bother because it's nothing that dirty. I mean, it's like she said. Well, this isn't a strip club. Top. It's not a strip right. club. Well, it, 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 it's a restaurant. Me. I mean, they serve. Don't get me wrong. I, I maybe I was giggling so much. It's a restaurant. It's there's it's food and there's yeah. I'd probably go. It wouldn't bother me. You know, it's not like Danny's or something like that. It's like yeah. the Hooters, you know, where they, they have, have like banana hammocks on or something right. at Danny's. Yeah, I mean, they have you know hamburgers and uh, you know onion rings and all sorts of things. But probably the, a good place. The men just uh, it's like Twin Peaks, probably same thing. Yeah, what's I've never heard of that. It's on 14 Mile, Madison Heights. The girls wear like flannel shirts and oh. Daisy Dukes. Oh, okay, it's not dirty. Nothing dirty about it. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't need to see that much skin when I'm going out to eat with my husband, I guess. <laughs> oh, well. So, President's Day. You doing anything for President's Day, John? No, not that I know. Coming up. Um, we've got, well, let's see. President's Day is actually the 15th, but I think Monday Monday the 15th this year. Yeah, so uh, a lot of times people travel then and schools are off and, you know, Post offices are closed. I know, everywhere's closed. It's like, what happened? It's President's Day. I know. Well, and it's only two presidents. But for some reason, I thought th- that we were celebrating more than two presidents. Okay, Jackie's back. I, hey, did you see me holding down the fort again while you were gone? I was fumbling mm. around there. Oh. Jackie had to take a call. I think, I think you took all of last summer off, so it's okay. <laughs> 
if yeah, you but at least, do a couple things. At least I let you know I wasn't going to be there. You just get it walk away from me. and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, the phone rings. I know. I'm just kidding. And we've got a caller. Oh, do? wonderful. Is it Charlie? Hello, caller. Hello. Yeah, this is Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hi. This is Jackie Wallace. Hi, Charlie. This is Denise. How are you? How you doing, Charlie? Fine. How are you guys? Good. And this is the Nooner Show that you um, are live on right now. It's streaming live. And uh, we have our, oh, our our tech, Jessica, is on. She answered the phone. And then um, we have Big John in the house, one of your number one fans here in Detroit. With Oh, my God. That's my brother, Big Charlie. John? Yeah. Hey, bro. How are you? Good. I miss you up here. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. It's cool. Well, <laughs> first of all, Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. And uh, we want to thank you so much for uh, rescheduling because um, we've been so excited about this, and we're so honored that you're taking the time to uh, to call us. And we wish you were here live because um, we think we have a fun show, and we would love to have you here with us. But um, yeah. that's okay. This is good um, on the phone. Uh, I want to start off, first of all, you know, we did a lot of research. Well, first of all, obviously, we knew who you were, um, Charlie Hume, the front person for lead singer of Fog Hat. And uh, so, but of course, I, I've seen you in concert. Denise has seen you in concert. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of research preparing for the interview. And it's just fascinating, your career. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, you know, everything you've done and where you're at right now. And you guys are still going strong. And uh, one of the interviews that you did, I read a quote that you said, I knock on wood every day and just say, give me one more year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I've been really fortunate to be able to keep um, playing and performing and recording, you know, ever since uh, the late 70s when I got with Nugent. You know, it's just been a, a really uh, a great thing. I'm, I'm just honored, you know. You know, this is Denise talking. I, I know it's a little bit harder when you're calling in on the radio because you don't know who's who. But uh, uh, you, sure. you grew up in, in Michigan. You grew up in the Grand Rapids area. And I don't know if you know, and I, I hate to be cliche, but it's freezing cold up here right now. <laughs> right. And you are in warm and sunny. Is that true? Warm and sunny Florida? Is that what you're calling us from? Yeah. Yeah. I've been living in Florida since uh, 2008. And, um, you know, I still get up to Michigan all the time, though. And, um, you know, it's always an honor to play in Michigan. And, and I lived into the Detroit area for over 30 years. And, and so, you know, I know it like the back of my hand and, and has the, the greatest rock and roll audiences in the world. Up there. Oh, oh, thanks Amen that. to that. Well, I have to ask you, what are some of your favorite spots in Michigan? Like if you told somebody, go oh, visit man. Michigan, where would you tell them to go? Well, my favorite spots, I mean, like scenic wise, uh, everywhere from, um, you know, all around the, the coasts, uh, uh, the UP. I mean, um, it, it's just amazing. But if, if you want, uh, excitement, you go to Detroit. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, that's, that's where you can go live it up. And so, um, you know, I, there are a lot of beautiful places to see. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of partial to southeastern Michigan, having lived there for, you know, a long time. But, uh, you know, we vacation all over the place in Michigan. And so right. it's, just, it's just, you know, I, 
I, I could start with about 12 different things and go on for another half hour. <laughs> oh, no, I know. And I, we certainly don't want to spend all our time <laughs> talking about Michigan, especially now that you're in Florida. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of beautiful, a lot of beautiful area around here that people that live in Michigan don't even appreciate. Right. Um, well, let's go back just a smidge. We can, we can do one of two things. We can go back a smidge and talk about your amazing career thus far. And then, of course, we definitely want to talk about your tour and your new record that's coming up in 2016, Under the Influence. Yeah. What do you, sure. Um, let's do well, that first. You know, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Just uh, fire away. Well, we're dying to know, you know, what influences you. The CD is called Under the Influence. Uh, tell us a little oh. bit about that. <laughs> what was the inspiration behind that? Well, we just decided to pick um, that um, phrase because we think it's appropriate because um, we're a band that likes to party, you know. Uh, <laughs> we will um, make sure that we're having a good time on stage and and then afterwards there's um, almost always a party. So we like to celebrate. Uh, we like to, you know, like uh, hang out with the, fr- the friends and family and the fans and, and, um, and give back to the people and it's it's just a good time, happy band, and um, you know we like to celebrate life. So uh, quite o- quite often we're under the influence, and <laughs> and it's the influence of having a good time and partying, and and uh, you know just um, loving life and rock and roll. Wow, wow. that's cool. Right. But I read in an interview that Roger said none of you drink before you play. Is that true? You just wait until after. Right. Well, what we like to do is make sure we're, you know, uh, at the top of our game when it's showtime. And so, you know, um, you might have a little nip of something here or there, you know, just to <laughs> get under the influence. You know, you might have to sneak it, but, but you know, we don't, uh, you get all wasted or anything, of course. Unlike my co-host. Unlike you, Denise. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about um, how far along are you guys on, on the new album? Well, we are about uh, three quarters done. We've demoed up about 18 songs and wow. we're in the fi- process of, of uh, doing the final recordings, um, which will end up uh, being done in Nashville between the 8th and the 12th of February. And uh, we're using uh, Tom Ambridge to produce it and help co-write it. And we're going to have special guests on it, uh, which is going to be a secret until, you know, about a month before we release the uh, album, uh, which is, we're targeting the end of June. Okay. But it's actually a a celebration of the 40th anniversary of the release of Slow Ride. So we're going to redo Slow Ride and we have a pledge going to, get advanced sales going and to uh, recruit some financing and some sell some memorabilia and, and things like that to, um, to try to get the best production we can on this album. And um, we're just, you know, really excited about it. We've got a bunch of new uh, rock and songs. Um, I wrote a few that, uh, that I really love that just drive and, um, you know, some have some really good meaning and others are just like straight ahead, you know, uh, grab you by the ball songs like knock it off or, um, you know, uh, um, uh, there's another one that, um, Oh God, you, you, now you got me. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it'll come. Uh, well, <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Um, your, your yeah, last, go ahead. the, the last album was the uh, last train home, correct? 
Uh-huh. And yep. that that had more of a blues um, influence, right? Exactly. So is this going back to, will this have some of the blues influence or is it more, um, you know, the straight up rock? Right. Oh, I remember the name of the song. It's really cool. It's called oh. Hot Mama. Oh, yeah. yeah. We like it. Yeah, we, we like that one. <laughs> yeah, who's doing a fan your flame? <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, did you write that, and, and so, Charlie? Um, oh, well, anyway, back to uh, Last Train Home. That was um, our, like, tribute and giving back to the blues community, which was kind of the root uh, or the base of, of all of our um, our music styles, you know. Um, Fog Hat came out of uh, Savoy Brown, which was a British blues and boogie right. band. And at that same time, when I was learning to sing and play, I was uh, heavily influenced by the blues and, and rock and mixing them together. And so um, it, it had been a while since Foghat had um, gone back to those blues roots. And so we figured we would do that. And we had a special guest, um, uh, old blues guy, uh, sit in with us. Um, right. And, and it was uh, just an amazing event recording with him. Um, and, and, uh, he had this guitar that, that had like screws in it, holding it together and, and, uh, a pedal board that had stuff that made so much noise. It was just, you couldn't believe it, but he just played great. And every time we'd take the song, he'd change it. It would be different. It'd be like, okay, follow me. You know, it's like, Oh my God. Wow. You know, but, but, um, Eddie Kirkland was his name. And, and we were so lucky to be able to record with him because he died about three months after that. Oh, wow. But, yeah. But, um, you know, that was our album to, uh, to kind of uh, show off our blues roots. And uh, we did, um, uh, you know, half originals and half uh, covers. And um, it, it was just f- really fun. Yeah. No, so w- what will this one be like? Is, is this new album more of what Fog Hat? was doing prior to the blues? Uh, actually, th- this is more in line with um, what Foghat has, has been known for, and that's uh, for their uh, rock songs, you know? Okay. Although, you know, Foghat was really a um, blues rock band. You know, their their first um, uh, album hit was um, I Just Want to Make Love to You, you know, which was cover yeah. of a really different song. And, and um, but... Uh, you know, later on, they found their niche by doing rock and roll songs. And um, so so this album is more of a, a, a rock album. Okay. I um, And so you're thinking that's probably going to be released in um, June, and then is there going to be a tour um, planned right after? Oh, sure. You know, in fact, Jackie, we're always touring. And, um, yeah. in fact, uh, I leave tomorrow for uh, the thriving metropolis of Sioux City, Iowa. So oh. that's <laughs> how I know I've made it to the big time. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, we did look on your schedule. We didn't see Detroit, but I'm sure that's going to change because I, I right. know you have a huge fan base out here. So I can't imagine that you guys. Yeah, when uh, are you coming this way? That's right. Well, as soon as we get the date, you know, we're yeah. st- um, still filling in the dates for uh, the tour for 2016. And and um, it usually gets uh, pretty solidified by March. Okay. So we'll know probably by March. So how much time are you spending wrapping this up, like on a weekly basis to get you? You said you're three quarters of the way through and you hope this that the that the album will be out in uh, June. So, how, like, how much right. more time does it really take to finish that up? 
Well, um, what we have is all the basics down. And so we'll listen to everything through and then figure out what needs improvement where, and then a lot, a certain amount of time to accomplishing that. And, um, you know, you just try to tweak it and get it so that it has a good, everything has a good snap and sound and pop to it so that, you know, it, it's, it's going to, um, it's going to work. You know, you don't want to put anything out that, that's not going to work. So, you know, we just have to go through everything. We have to weed out the, the tunes that we think aren't, you know, going to make the cut and this and that. So, you know, now, it's just a kind of a final uh, anal- analysis process. Now, um, I, I read that there was going to be a new version of Slow Ride. Are you guys changing right. that? or? Right. It's going to it's going to resemble the original. And... Um, and and then we're going to have uh, special guests on it too. But uh, we're going to probably uh, stay pretty close to the original version. Okay. And uh, you know, just throw in our own little influences. So you know, you'll you'll get some nuance of of uh, of new creativity or interpretation. But you know, the the basis is going to be there. And uh, I I love the whole pledge the music campaign thing you guys are doing where people can actually pledge money and um, golf with you, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one of the things which is yeah. kind of fun, you know. Um, I can't wait to you know get that opportunity. But there are a lot of different ways that um, right. people can um, contribute and and kind of uh, you know participate with the release of of the new album, and um, they can go to that. Uh, God, I can't remember the website, but it's if you have it, maybe you could. Well, we'll put it that. on our Facebook page, Charlie. Yeah, because it is okay. new, and and that's that's basically what people do. They can pledge, and they can be uh, they they have an opportunity to sing backup on the new version of Slow Ride, right? Uh, um, and this, of course, is in celebration of the 40th anniversary of that. And then it says that Roger or Earl will cook a meal or read mm-hmm. a bed. Bedtime story to your child? Um, <laughs> yeah, there are all these different things that, that people can, you know, purchase and contribute to. And, and it's mainly to get advanced sales, you know. Right. Uh, but it, but it's a way for us also to um, to get some funding to help finish this CD. It's a great so, idea, though. I, I, I love the idea because the other thing, too, that they can, people can do is if you want a private concert uh, with Foghat, that's something else you can pledge for. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, um, and and anybody who's interested who, you know, would like an advanced uh, copy of of the CD or, you know, pay in advance for it, you know, it's it's a a really good way to be able to to get that. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, uh, you know, we're putting out a new CD. And so it's a good way for them to, uh, you know, get on the list for immediate delivery when the CD is released. And, and, you know, it, it, like Jackie brought up, there's a, we, we could win a golf game with you. So I want to know, okay, you're doing the golf game. That tells me you're probably a better golfer than the rest of them. Is that true? And, you know, what's your handicap and all yeah. that? Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the fun thing. I mean, you can get a, a guitar lesson with Brian, our, our slide and lead guitar player. And, uh, you know, you can have Roger cook you a meal or <laughs> um, any number of things. You know, we can have a round of golf with me. And, and, and there's amounts of money um, that are attached to these things. But uh, it's kind of a, a chance of a lifetime opportunity. You know, yeah. for for people to be involved with the band, you know, they yeah. can get um, access backstage. They can come on stage during 
um, a song and play air guitar if they want. Uh, there all you kinds go. of different things. So. Denise, that's I'm what signed, we could yeah, do. I'm yeah. signing up for that one. <laughs> yeah. um, no, you want to do backup singing. I know you yeah, do. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I'm a wannabe. We had so much fun sitting around trying to figure out, okay, well, what could we do that people would be interested in participating in, you know? And so, you know, we, we were all having a few pops and then coming up with all these <laughs> Love ideas. Love it. You know? It's a great and, idea. And, 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 it was a fun, yeah, brainstorming session. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll have to follow up with you because I'd love to know how many people signed up for the various things. That, you know, I'm not sure how it works, but sure. we'll definitely put it on our Facebook page. Well, and one way to find out is that people can just go to the Fog Hat website right. and, on yep. any of their pages. And you yep. can, right. it yep. has it's the just, pledge, uh, mm-hmm. pledge the music campaign um, link sure. on it. And that, so, you might right. mention right. also that the Foghat website, our website is foghat.net because okay. foghat.com is uh, a historical site. Okay, so mm-hmm. foghat.net. Yeah. Is, is the and then site. they can find our tour and they can find our bios and right. um, the pledge and all that kind of stuff and, and read up on the band and all, see pictures and. Yada yada. Okay. Now you mentioned that you're you're off to Iowa here, and um, I'm wondering, like, what do you like better? Do you like the recording, or you know, being in the in the studio, or are you excited to head out and perform and all oh. of that? What's your? Well, you know, um, I enjoy all aspects. I enjoy you know sitting in the backyard with a guitar writing. I enjoy going into the studio and putting it down and then making it it happen. You know, on tape. And then uh, I also enjoy the performing thing because, you know, you have a, a live audience out there and you get to really um, show off your trade. And, and that's where I just, you know, I just love to to give 110%, you know, every show. If, if I don't, you know, um, there's totally something wrong with me and, and that's never happened. So, you know, it's like... I, I just love every aspect of it. That's awesome. I read something, and you know, this is the problem with media. You, you can't say anything, Charlie, without somebody finding it. <laughs> but I read something that somebody... Oh, or misinterpreting, yeah. Right. Well, hopefully this isn't misinterpreted because it's pretty cool. But somebody posted something, and they said that they spent many a night at Danny J's in the summer of 77. Um, they go uh-huh. on to say that Charlie was always a nice guy who spent time chatting with us between sets. And then he went on to say, I got to believe he probably hasn't changed much and would still be nice to his fans. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Now, Big John, what are you? Yeah, Big John's here. John knows you. Uh, I know known Charlie for years. Now, yeah, is, good to see you, John. How are you doing, brother? I was telling him that story about good. my buddy playing guitar in your basement. Now, is oh, that, yeah. Yeah, Scott. Very he, cool. Yeah, he moved out by you. He lives in Florida, too. You know, it's oh, interesting, okay. uh, Charlie, because... When we um, announced uh, last month that, you know, you were sick and you couldn't be on it, um, it was funny because, you know, some of the people were like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, sure, <laughs> you don't have you – didn't, you didn't have them lined up. And you know what's funny is um, – because Denise and I read so many interviews that you did, we felt like we knew you. <laughs> no, we really did. Oh, we, like we 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 really did. I mean, I I just felt like no, this is he's a really nice guy. I mean, and you can oh. tell by the yeah. stuff that and the how tone, you, the tone of your interviews and everything else that you are just a really cool guy, and especially oh well, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah, Danny you. James I mean, was so, such a fun time. That was like right after college for me, and I didn't want. 
to get a day job. So, you know, my <laughs> old uh, high school drummer friend had a house gig at this, you know, CD little club on South Division in Grand Rapids. And so I said, I'm in. And so we uh, we put a band together and then played it at that same club for two and a half years. And we got really good because we, we played, you know, um, three sets a night, uh, five nights a week. And then we rehearsed every day and we learned new material. And, and, and after two years, you know, we were smoking. But wow. um, the cool thing was after every set, we'd, we'd, we'd uh, go dry off, you know, and then come back up and hang out and talk to the, with the people. And and it was so much fun just, you know, meeting all these friends and, and the crowds kept getting bigger and bigger. And, and, and next thing you knew, I got a call that, uh, that, uh, I had an opportunity to audition for Ted Nugent. And, and then six months later, that audition finally happened and, and I got the job. And so it was like, wow, amazing, you know, wow. but I kind of hated to leave my friend, uh, that, uh, had, you know, given me this opportunity to, to play, you know, in a regular steady job for two and a half years, you know, and, and we are still close friends. Vic Amato was his name. And, and we're just, you know, like joined at the hip type friends, you know, how people click, you know, when you're really close yeah, yeah. and, and, and it was just so much fun to, to be in that, kind of an organization uh, and, and, you know, develop your craft and then get to a skill level where all of a sudden, you know, you have an opportunity to advance your career, you know? And so it's kind of a natural progression, but, but that Danny Jay's place was really, really fun. I think everybody has that kind of place that, that they experienced, you know, growing up in their early adulthoods. Do you look back at those days and think those were the days or do you just feel like it's still those are the days? It's just changed. Um, kind of, you know. It's it's really it's where you really imprint on on your entertaining skills, you know, because that's what I did. You know, I, we we didn't stay in the basement. We were out performing every night, you know, and and so that's what I think you might call the days because that was early on what. Uh, gave me the opportunity to to hone the craft, you know, mm-hmm. and and it, I think you know you're not really a performer unless you're out there performing. Good you know? point, right? And and so so uh, that's that's what you have to do. And it's not that easy, you know. Things have changed a lot in 40 years in um, you know the local scenes and all that with clubs opening and closing and. And, um, you know, bands having to pay to play and all kinds of other, you know, crazy stuff. But, hey, you do what you got to do, you know. Well, you know what? You are right, though. Um, Things have changed a lot, except for the one thing that hasn't changed that I I don't think so many people understand is that it really is about the fans and, you know, appreciating the fans and taking time. And that's something that you seem to understand at a very young age when you first got started. And you, you've carried that throughout your entire career. And that's probably why there, there's such a good energy around you. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I, I, I am respectful and appreciate people that appreciate me. And, mm-hmm. and hey, I'm honored if people want to come and watch. And, and I'm even more honored if, if they enjoy what I do. So it's like a real win-win. And, you know, you got to respect uh, 
your audience. And so it, it's just always been kind of my way. But thank you very much for saying that. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I, no I, we, I mean it. Yeah, it, we mean it. Now, um, I read that you work out every day. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, almost, you know. <laughs> I try to stay in shape. But, um, yeah, you know, I've got the gym membership and try to get over there every day. I mean, I'm just wondering. I know my knees are getting creaky and all that, and um, I'm just thinking about the amount of energy. And didn't, again, I think in an interview you were talking about how you learned that when you're on stage, it's big movements. You know, it's not, you can just, you can't just stand in a small area and perform. So the amount of energy and movement you have to make um, on a stage like that, that's got to be, you got to be wiped at the end of that performance. Sure, yeah, and, and seeing in itself and concentrating on what you're playing, um, you know, and always thinking ahead and, and then thinking about, you know, how you're coming off and what you look like and all that. There, There's a lot of um, concentration that's going on, and, and that's enervating in itself. But, um, yeah, you learn all the little things about um, how to, how to uh, carry yourself on stage so it's most appealing. And um, it, it's just fun to learn the little tricks over the years, you know, and, and um, the big movements like, you know, take Ted, for instance, the way he'll just make these massive movements, but, but it really carries to the audience, you know. Right. And, and, and he, he's been doing that, you know, for 50 years. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Um, but, but, but he really developed that, um, early on and, and it's something that really helps, uh, project yourself, uh, in an image, you know, that, that people like. Yeah. Okay. That sounds awesome. I, I'm looking at my notes here and you, you've said sure. so many things that intrigue me. Um, you talk about it's just so great to be involved with people who have been around the block and really know what the purpose is. What, what, what do you feel the purpose is of what you do? I mean, do you still feel it, I guess? Oh, oh sure. Well, you know, to me, the purpose is to get out there and perform what you like and, and express that energy in a way that is appealing and and makes people feel good and and hopefully you know you can develop some charisma along the way um and and it's just expressing your feelings of of how how much you want to express what you like to do and and send this message and and do it in a way that people will like and then to have them like it is like the total full circle gratification right. trip. Right. Wow. You know? It worked. I did it. It worked. Um, are you writing a lot? Do you do you write? You, I mean, um, it sounds I, like you've I've written some down new a songs. little, but it comes in spurts for me. Like uh, all of a sudden, I'll I'll have like five different things pop into my mind at once, and so I'll I'll try to get the basics down, um, and then I might have a dry spell of a month or two. But when I um, do a sound check, we do sound checks before every show. And and one of the most fun things for me is when Roger starts playing a drum beat and I'll just start playing something and it's just like it falls out of my sleeve, you know, but it's it's because he complements so well with his style of drumming that he can play any number of beats, you know. Mm-hmm. 
but if he'll just start locking in on, on a groove and then um, it, it's like the idea just goes on like a light bulb and, and it transfers to the guitar. And next thing you know, we got a, a cool new song started, you know? Wow. Now, That's one of my favorite ways to write. And everybody's in a different part of the country, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all, we fly to every show. So we go home after, you know, the show's over. And then, uh, unless we have like a run of dates going on. But mm-hmm. um, this is just a one off coming up this weekend. So we'll all get together. Three of us are in Florida, ironically. I think that's kind of the way everybody's migrating. But, okay. um, our, our bass player, who's under the weather right now, Craig McGregor, is in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania area. And um, his replacement, Rodney O'Quinn, who's Pat Travers' bass player, just lives uh, 30 miles from me uh, in Melbourne. And Brian, our bass player, lives in New Smyrna, which is just south of Daytona. Okay. And I'm uh, in North Orlando area. And then Roger's in Long Island. Wow. So... Yeah, we, we're all flying to uh, Omaha. 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 Isn't that the steak? What, what, what's in <laughs> Omaha? Don't they have a, a steak sauce yeah. there or something? What's Omaha? We're just going to land there and then we're going to leave. We're going to drive to Sioux City. Oh, wow. You know, what does happen if one of you is sick and can't perform? <laughs> No, I mean, really. Uh-huh. What, oh, what, I would imagine they, they have a pool of people. What, what do you do, I mean, where if one of you is sick and can't make it or perform? Oh, hey, the show must go on. <laughs> really? You know, like, right. in Max's case, you show up, you know, you, you can have a broken leg. We'll get a chair for you. See, you know? now, um, Charlie, it, just so you know, Denise has <laughs> given me a really funny look like, oh, what, you have to work when you're sick? Yes, Denise, <laughs> the show must go on. Do not forget that. I'm never sick. I just like yeah. holidays off. Yeah. That's the you thing. You just like to party yeah. too much. Um, we, no, I, we're lucky, like, you know, um, our work is play. We get to play our work. But, um, you know, no, you, you have to. In fact, that cold thing that I had two weeks ago, I'm yeah. just now getting over it. I'm still, wow. like, coughing all night long. Um, but, but uh, I'm ready to go for um, for Friday night. And, you know, if I have to take a whole bottle of Excedrin and, and Sudafed, I'm going to take it. You wow. Know? Or yeah. whiskey. But Do a hot toddy, Charlie. <laughs> he's a, Bud, he's a yeah. Budweiser man. Oh, he's a Budweiser man. <laughs> yeah. um, well, just a couple more things. Uh, sure. I read in an interview that you, you said that um, you once had a dream prior to um, joining Foghat. You had dreamt about it. Um, some, yes. you, is that true? Yes. Tell tell us about that. Oh my God! It's a dream that was like I was at a um, a concert, a big concert in an arena, and and Foghat was playing on stage, and I walked down the aisle. It's like everybody was seated, but they were rocking. But it's, say you were at Cobo, and there were like a seated main floor, and there were two aisles. Right? I walked down one of the aisles, and I walked right up to the stage. And, and, and I was, you know, enjoying it. And they looked at me and they nodded their head, you know, and, and, and I had never seen the band before then. I'd never seen Foghat. And I, and it was like, okay, that's cool. You know, next. And I woke up. It was just like one of those things, you know? Wow. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream like that? Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, that was pretty much it, you know. Um, but but it was like I, I woke up and I'm like, 
holy smokes, what the hell was that? You know, <laughs> and, and and it's just like you know, um, it was live, it was real, and wow. and then sure enough, you know, I I get in the band. Well, I mean, now, that's almost as crazy as the way as the way it happened when I got the call. Yeah, tell our listeners always, about that. But that's wait, an interesting but wait, before story. we get oh, sure. to that, what? When did you well, have the dream? Like, how, how the, far after did they call you? The day before I got the call, I was working at Ford building navigators and expeditions in Lane, Michigan. You know, I needed a day job, and it, was, it, it saved me. Uh, and and um, I was playing in Humble Pie back then and having a great time. But, but um, you know, I, I needed extra money. And so I was working, and I, uh, a good friend of mine on the line, uh, before the line started, I said, hey, come here. Uh, and so I went over, and he goes, do you hear Lonesome Dave died? And I went, no. He goes, yeah. And I went, oh, my God. And then he pointed at me. And I went, what? No way. <laughs> wow. And then he shook his head. And the next day, Roger called. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that scary? That (laughs) is just amazing. Now, when did you, after you joined the band, when did you tell them about the dream? Oh, uh, shortly after. You know, and, and, you know, they they got a kick out of it. And it's, you know, they're rock stars, Denise and Jackie and John. And so, you know, they give you, like, half-assed listening when you talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) And so... You can say anything you want, you know, it'll go in one ear and out the other. But but that but that was, you know, so much fun for me that I could share that, you know, that but but what I had done was when Humble Pie played in Toledo, um, we opened up for Foghat in ninety eight and and those guys were reunited all original band at the time and Tony Stevens on bass Rod Price Lonesome Dave and Roger and and they used to play with the original Humble Pie back in the early 70s on the road right. you know writing songs partying after every show you know with Steve Marriott and Peter Frampton and and wow. you know and so they all came to watch us right because they wondered, okay, who the hell is going to try to sound like Steve Marriott, you know? Who right. the hell could? Huh. And let's see if Jerry can still play the drums without falling off, you know, or whatever. And and so they stayed for the whole set. And I could see them over by their tour bus. They were watching. And wow. and Roger said, yeah, you know, the sound was kind of horrible. <laughs> you know? I, I said, sorry, that was my brother-in-law, but, you know, I won't tell him. He goes, <laughs> But but you were great. You were great. And I went, oh man, thank you. Yeah. You know, well, Jerry, you know he's a good bloke and all, but but you were great. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh well, thank you. And sure enough, you know, um, two years later, I got the nod. Wow. In fact, Dave Dave on his deathbed suggested to Roger that they keep playing and he get me in the band. Isn't oh. that cool? Wow. Wow. What a story. And look at you now. I mean, look at just everything you've been through. And, and, uh, yeah, no kidding. What a story. You need to write a book. Yeah, have you, you ever thought do. about writing your story, your memoir? I think so. You know, there are other people. Roger's writing his right now, and, and that's that's going to um, be really awesome. I've got another friend that, that's like the, the super fan. He goes to every concert everywhere, you know, all the time. And he's writing a book and, and, and 
you know, I figure if he can write one, I can write one. So sure. yeah, probably. Well, heck yes, and you know you can you can always get help sure. from from someone. But it is an amazing story, I right? Mean, we I had can this... tell some Nugent stories too. Well, well, we we'd love to hear some Nugent stories. <laughs> Trust me, we've heard some uh, on our own, but I'm sure yours are even better. Yeah. Dish, dish with us a little bit about him. What's what's something that would really surprise people about him? That that he's not really as crazy as he seems. Uh, I, everybody t- tends him as being this, you know, this Donald Trump of rock and roll. Yeah. And, wow. But but he's actually, if you get him one on one, he's really smart and really focused mm-hmm. and you know, and and well spoken. You know, and and just a really nice guy to be around. You know, yeah. in fact, we get along so well. I don't know if you guys remember biorhythms, but back in the 70s, there was this kind of personality charting thing that you could do in three different categories where they would they would determine, you know, how your personality works with oh, someone else. Yeah, and, right, and, yep. right, and, right. And they can chart you through life like that. Well, Nugent and I were parallel in two out of three categories through life. Wow. In, kind of the same and it was and we used to laugh at the same stuff like like you were brother sister and stuff you know it's huh. really fun interesting well he yeah, must be a pretty good Ted. guy ted's a real guy you know he's yeah. he's a real guy even though he says some pretty outrageous stuff he's he's a real guy well see and that's the other thing about you charlie i noticed um in all your interviews you have given credit and acknowledged everybody who's been you know Part of the your launch pad, I guess, and, you know. Oh, thank you. Which is really pretty cool. I right. mean, that just says a lot about you too. Well, humility is hard oh, to find yeah. in the world in general, oh, but certainly right. in, in the arts, if you will, or you know, the music business. So to have somebody with so much humility is so refreshing. And we, like Jackie said earlier, we noticed that we we both said at different times. Boy, you can just oh. tell. <laughs> That his oh, humility cool. is, it is, it's nice. And that was one of the reasons well, thank that you. We, we knew you were doing yeah, schedule. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to brag. I don't want to do anything. I mean, I've been given piano recital since I was five, you know, and, and had perfect pitch by the time I was 12 and taught myself <laughs> guitar and all that crap. But, but, you know, I don't want to bore people with, you know. <laughs> with your perfection. Like <laughs> yeah, with your perfection. <laughs> well, uh. <laughs> people just need to read your bio to know you must be doing something right. Wow. So. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Um, so well, a co- thank you very much, you guys. Well, it's, listen, it's been a real honor to chat with you. Well, thank you, and we are going to post everything on our Facebook page. This is a nooner show. If you're just tuning in, and we have Charlie Hune, uh, the lead singer of Foghat, and um, the website is foghat.net. If you are um, want to keep up with what's going on and also um, get involved with Foghat and their new um, Under the Influence album that's going to be released this year, go on to foghat.net. There is Pledge the Music campaign, and you can hit, you can golf with Charlie Hewn if you want. You can <laughs> cook with Roger Earl. You can um, be a backup singer, Denise. Don't don't you dare pledge. I'm going to pledge. Yeah, no, you're not not. Don't pledge for that one, please. Because I will not buy the album if you're on it. No, I'm only kidding. Um, one more, one final thing. Uh, what advice would you give the up-and-coming musicians, aspiring musicians? Just work hard. You know, that's something that I kind of wished I had done more of. And um, even if you're not into it, just push yourself to, to work hard at it. And, and um, you know, give yourself a timeline. 
you know, like if you're mm. 55 and you haven't made it yet, then maybe it's time to look for another job. But, <laughs> you know, you know I'm, that's good advice, Charlie. I mean, I, I think that's it's practical. It's like, yeah, and we I think in interviewing yeah. people all the time, the work hard part, boy, some people just don't get that. But the give yourself yeah, a time you know, limit is if, unique. If, if, and you got to be able to write your own stuff. You can't just be a, a copy guy. You know, I I grew up kind of scared to write my own stuff. Although I was writing stuff, I wasn't happy with it, and I was kind of never satisfied. But um, you know, the more you the more you write, the easier it gets, and the better it gets. And so that's that's all I can suggest is you know just put your nose to the grindstone and and do the work. And and as far as your craft, you know, if if you can practice it eight hours a day. For six months, you'll be amazed how great you'll get, and wow. and that's what it takes. And then once you learned it, then you got it, you know. Wow. And and so that that's probably in a nutshell what I would suggest. Well, you know what, you you're definitely an inspiration and a great role model in many ways. So mm-hmm. um, we are are so grateful that you uh, rescheduled and then we had this opportunity. And uh, when you do come to Detroit, we'd love to have you and the band um, join us in the studio if we can get you guys. Um, That sounds great. We have a great time here. We have a sip Mm. on this uh, segment. So um, Denise would uh, make up a cocktail that best fits your band. She'll do her research. We'll bring um, in some fog at wine. That's right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Some Absolutely. Sounds great to me. I want to thank you, Denise and Jackie and John for, you know, allowing me to get on the airwaves with you. It's, it's really been an honor. Thank you. We appreciate it. Have a, have a great rest of the week. And be safe on the tour and, the, and uh, your travels. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm sure will, you guys. Okay. Thanks, Enjoy. Charlie. We're going to end it with okay. Slow Ride. That's right. All right, All right baby. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Take care. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye.
This is a previously recorded episode.